I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. I'm sitting down with, you know, you know my, my main, my main, what's up, bestie? That's Hitting me. it up. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> we are uh, back, and today, we, you know, they already know if you're on the show today, that means we're talking something mental. That's right. right we're going to go into it, mentalities. Um, um, today, today, I wanted to bring up, um, we want to go into it, uh, I, had, I, had a, I had a strong word on my heart that came up today um and i wanted to talk about the word uh committed mm. right um sorry if you got commitment issues i guess i should put a trigger warning on the front of this if you got commitment issues this episode is going to be a tough one for you disclaimer uh, yeah disclaimer if you if this is going to be triggering for you maybe you need to go you know maybe see your therapist set it up for the after you listen to this podcast whatever you need to do right because uh, we might hit some trigger warnings here because we talking about the, that word of commitment and um, we're gonna actually talk about what that means um we've done um uh, podcast many times before on on topics like this and it, it's a common word i feel like everybody throws around and uh, mindset that i think a lot of people throw around but i don't think anybody really goes in depth uh everybody thinks it's important hey you got to be committed and they say those things mm-hmm. uh but there's a lot to it so um today i wanted to bring that up first to you is you know what uh, specifically, when you think about commitment, you know what are some of the things that kind of come to mind uh, for you when you that, that word is said out loud? I think, for me personally, I know you know growing up, you know I myself had the commitment issues. Yeah. you know I had that that sure. disease. Yeah, and um, for me, I think mostly it was the fear of the unknown because yeah. committing to something long term that you don't yeah. know is yeah. the fear of the unknown, and that you know is a big struggle for a lot of us. Um, and it you know, after I did a lot of inner work and also, you know, saw a therapist, did a you know bunch of different exercises and different things and kind of dug more deep into my mindset and yeah. where those fears actually came from. Yeah. Uh, those were major unlocks. Yeah. No. So I think that's a, I think you brought up a couple of things there is like, if you dissect commitment issues, uh, there's a lot of things that come into that. Right. So people will always just say the reason we emphasize commitment is because a lot of people aren't committed. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of reasons why people can't commit. I also have had commitment issues to things, um, but it's for alternative reasons of why I've had issues that committing to things. And for me is I'm a classic overdoer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so when I say it's like an integrity, it runs into my integrity problem. It's like if, if, if I say I'm going to do something like I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it to the best of my capacity and I have a hard time, um, like I, my yeses are powerful yeses. And so, um, I know what's going to go into them. So I'm very cautious to say yes to things, um, because I know what it's going to take for me and I know what's going to put into it. So a lot of times I'll say a lot more no's, especially of, of, of late in the last couple of years, um, because of those reasons. And so that can cause like commitment issues to me where I don't want to say yes to things because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not gonna be able to say no later. And if I, if I can't, you know, I don't have all the information, right. And I don't right. know the unknown right. still re- linking back to the same sign. It's like, well, what's going to come up where now I, I already said, I was going to say yes to this. So now I, I'm stacking that on top of all the things that I'm already doing. Um, and then now I'm having an integrity internal problem here where I feel like I can't deliver to the level I want to deliver towards. Um, and that's a problem for me, you know? Right. And so, that might look different 
for everybody in, in different places. And I think, you know, like you, it, it's like a lot of times with, you know, advice that we receive generally, it's like, Hey, you know, you need to be committed. And it's like, Oh, well, okay. But mm-hmm. you know, I, it's easy to say, um, sure. but there's deeper levels of what that actually looks like. Um, and I do think that there's all these other resources, right? Like, like you said, for a lot of us, like we do need to go back and figure out like, you know, even for me, right? Like why is it not okay for me to be at 80% for anything? And some people would say that that's an elite mindset, right? It's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. trying to do everything to these levels. Well, it's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I probably don't need to be at a hundred percent to like commit to like driving my mom to the airport on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll, and I'll do that. Like she'll ask me and I'll just be like, well, you know, but I might, and I don't know what's coming up. And that's like, yeah. why am I having commitment issues on like, you know, again, like, of why I can't take my mom to the airport. Right. And, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's when those things start to come up and you, you, you have uh, those things, right? Like there is some other things where you can understand, like not everything does need your hundred percent. Maybe it does need, you know, you know, partial, uh, you know, uh, if you can deliver at a 20% in this area, like it's okay. And that's all right. And that's all everybody's really expecting out of you. Right. Or, or whatever that is. And, um, and that's still okay. And so, um, the big thing, um, I wanted to first take that stigma off is there, there is definitely resources and and places with that. And I want to talk about that in this episode and also some tangible go-dos that we can do that we can choose today, right? And things that we can do today um, to really help um, in that area as well. So I, uh, you know, definitely would like you, uh, Taylor, to open up on that area before we get into like what we can practically do and things that, choices and things that I was thinking about from a mindset standpoint. But before we get there is also from a clinical or, you know, from that experience that from that side is like resources and for people to understand that, that some, to go more in depth there is that like, it's not so surface level that I think a lot of people have issues with commitment mm-hmm. and that it's a lot deeper, typically a lot of the time. Um, and then also, you know, resources they can take advantage of to, you know, help in those areas, uh, that they might be struggling with things that I feel like in my interpretation where like, uh, the devil sometimes like to make us feel like we're the only ones going through this and we're the mm-hmm. only ones that struggle with commitment and we're the only ones that have this problem. Um, and I just think that that's not very true. And I think right. that you'll have, you know, good insight there. So why don't you kind of share on that, on that, uh, there? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, like you said, there are a hundred different simple tasks and we talked about it too, small achievable goals, mm. small achievable goals are also commitments that we make um brushing your teeth is a commitment that you've made you know little things like that that we don't think of because we're consciously just doing them yeah unconsciously doing them Mm -hmm. um these are little things that we do every single day and when you remove the pressure from a choice and suddenly decide and make the decision that you are going to do this it's as simple as putting a to-do in your phone i use you know the reminders app which is already on your phone for those of you that have an iphone uh it's already there it's free if you don't you definitely need to see a therapist yeah <laughs> you're behind you're behind for sure but you know it's it's there it's simple and it takes two seconds for me to put something in there um that i have chosen to do mm-hmm. and that's the hardest part for all of us right is making the decision um you know tony robbins has has a podcast and he talked about um when we drive to work, mm. sometimes we drive to work and we get to work and we literally can't recall what we were, what we looked at, what we saw. You can't name three things that Auto-pilot. you passed. 
Yeah. yeah nothing. Mm-hmm. But you got there. You got there safe because yeah. it's your everyday commitment. It's mm-hmm. your everyday routine. Mm-hmm. Things that you do every day effortlessly and subconsciously, unconsciously, consciously, all of the above. Yeah. It It's effortless. Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. And I think like the same thing there is that a lot of people um, with also too gets marked up. Like I said, it's like one of those things. And if you're a hitting coach, you know, for example, is sometimes, you know, you tell a hitter, you're like, Hey, stay back. It's like, well, he's not trying to, you know, he might not be trying to get forward or what does that actually mean to him? And why is he having problems actually staying back? And how is he trying to create force? All there's all these lower things that are actually rooted into why he's moving the way that he is. And I think the same thing too, is like why we're moving through life the way that we are. There's reasons and there's a foundation understanding and a basis of where we make our decisions from based on that, that foundation that we've created. Right. And so I feel like the, um, the same thing there as well is like a lot of times uh, there is like I had to start giving myself permission in certain areas that I had made very white and black in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. It's either like you're doing it or you're not doing it like it's one decision, not. Um, and I and I think I had to when I was younger like it and I think I had to be more strict with myself where it did need to be very white and black and I couldn't give myself any uh, kind of like the the burn the boats story. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like mm-hmm. I, I think when I was younger, I had to give myself the burn the boats, right? Like, you know, um, I had to give myself no other options where I had to do this because it forced me to do it. And while that is one method, um, you know, life is very gray and it's not very white and black. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, if you listen to this podcast, a lot of times you'll hear me say, again, the plan is everything. The plan is nothing. Mm -hmm. And like, it's okay to make decisions and pivot. Mm -hmm. And when new information comes up to think again and make other adjustments. Now I'm not, in the, where for some people, and I think the slide in there is going like, well, I, you know, like, yeah, but it, you know, like the sure thing, right? Like I can de- depend on you no matter what. And all these other areas, like I'm not giving you an out to not have integrity. That's not what that is talking about is there is gray and, but you can still have integrity and say no to something that you once said yes to. Right. And cause the, if, especially if it disagrees with a higher priority of something for you in your life, maybe it's your family, maybe it's your, um, Maybe it is your integrity. And at one point you said yes to a project and, you know, you don't like how your bosses are going about this and you don't think it's ethical and you don't no longer agree with what they're doing with this. Or maybe it's, um, you know, you don't agree with uh, how something is going in your life and you committed to this type of diet, but then it started causing all these other issues that you were having and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it started affecting your mental health and it started doing all these other things and like, you know, hey, I'm like, I'm, I, I thought I wanted to do this, but I no longer want to. And like yeah. that being okay as well. Yeah. And so I, I think that that for me personally is I had to detach myself one from my decisions and also understanding that, Hey, like I'm just making the best decision I, I, I can with the provided information that I currently have. Mm-hmm. And as information, new information comes in, I'm willing to change my mind. And I'm not sticking to something no matter what. I'm making the most educated decision I can make from where I'm currently sitting. Um, And I think the analogy I kind of think of is kind of being like a captain of a ship, right? It's like you set a destination and a course of how you're going to get from this island to the mainland or something like that, right? And then you start taking off in the boat and then like weather rolls in or the waves, some blah, blah, there's another boat and it might interact and you guys might get a little too close to each other or, um, you know, you've, you've, You've also heard that like you could help maybe somebody something happened on another ship and you can go and help somebody and like there is times where I need to vary away from that that 
usual route that I typically take. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the captain, like it's, it's not a lack of integrity, like, Oh, but you said that you were going to take us to the mainland. It's like, no, we still are. But also too, there's other factors that we're going to go right. into this. And the whole point is like, yes, I, I, you know, uh, the plan is everything. The plan is nothing, right? This is the typical route we take. But as I get new information, like I'm going to update my plan. Um, and also too, there's, there's a higher, a foundation or there's a higher um there's other pieces that are more important uh than just this one task in itself mm-hmm. it's not this task in a volume uh i mean a vacuum i mean it's 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 this task in totality of how it affects everything affects everything you know yeah. um and so i think that that can be a big piece and i think personally you know i know uh, tay when it comes into that area for you um you know also too i don't you know like it maybe touching on that as well of like what uh that unlocks for you, um, that happened well, again, when you were talking through with therapists and things like that as well, that really helped you move past some of those areas for you personally that, you know, might've tied you in that area or made it too white and black for you. Sure. Well, a lot of things you hit there got my, my thoughts going. Yeah. Um, but so my most recent, uh, therapy session, we actually talked about my black and white thinking yeah. and where I like to ignore the gray space. Yeah. Um, which it's easier to be honest. It is easier. Well, it's, it's, well yeah, it's easy in one area, hard in another. Hard in another. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it's, sure. it's easy when I want it to be yeah, right. For sure, yeah. For sure. But she then, so, you know, to come full circle, the session, um, she ended up giving me a, a, a worksheet mm. full of different thinking errors. Mm. And this thinking error worksheet included mm. black and white thinking, mm. included, um, you know, and to make it more simple, uh, basically future future tripping. Uh, mm. So worrying about the future when yeah. you can't. Um, it included uh, being a fortune teller, trying to <laughs> assume that you already know what's going to yeah, happen, which is a big sure. one of yep. mine, yep, uh, anticipating too. behaviors. Um, yep. And so, you know, nonetheless, there was all these different thinking errors. And of course, you know, for me, um, I had prescribed myself to more than half of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but when I started digging deep into them, um, a lot of that, so my black and white thinking, one roots down to, I like structure and I like routine and I like, um, you know, defined things. Mm-hmm. Right. And it took a long time for me to go outside that space. Yeah. Um, even as simple as having a long-term relationship, it took, yeah. you know, pretty much my whole life to get to that point. Yeah. And, you know, um, but to commit to something and to be okay with surrendering the unknown mm-hmm. and, you know, essentially, you know, surrendering everything to God and yeah. ultimately just, you know, accepting that God's plans are greater than mine and mm-hmm. I can continue making my own plans as long as I want to. But yeah. ultimately, like I can. God's make... will is going to happen. Yeah. God's yeah. will is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what God yeah. wants for me is for greater sure. than what I want for, sure. for me. And I've, like, and I've seen what he's, he's done when he's getting his will done. And I, yeah. I just want to be on his team. I'm going to win a team. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that took care of that. And then, you know, moving into, um, the fortune telling me being a person that studies behavior for so long and being around in the mental health space. And for the last, you know, six years, all I have done is look at people's behavior Mm -hmm. and, you know, essentially fortune tell what they're going to do throughout their time with me or throughout their time in treatment or throughout their time, you know, in the next 90 days. And And let let me not too. this is a common issue also with any, um, coach, trainer, mentor. I was going to say in any way, in some form of like, I don't know if I want to categorize it as like 
health provider, but I mean like mm-hmm. holistic health provider. Like sure. if that's, you know, again, a coach in any type yeah. of capacity, a police officer, yeah. any of these things. Right. And I think along with that, typically, and especially in your scenario too, as well, is sometimes in those environments, you can slowly become more cynical thinking, mm-hmm. right? Because you're so used to bad things happening. Sure. And so you start to predict and mm-hmm. start to become more biased to it not turning out well, right. because most of life, things right. don't turn out well right. or don't happen the way that you would like them to or whatever. Right. And um, you start to predict that because of, based on the evidence that like mm-hmm. everything most more than likely will turn out bad. And then it comes to the next stage of, well, then we probably just shouldn't even do it. Right. right. And then that's obviously there's a lapse in thinking there is just like, you know, like, again, we are going to fail and things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. There is going to be mishaps and there is going to be things that don't go my way. And there is going to be things that are uh, problematic in that same way. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And it doesn't mean uh, that they're always going to turn out that way, even right. though most of the time it, it might turn out bad. And like, that's OK, too. And right. that doesn't mean that there wasn't progress still made mm-hmm. in trying, even though we didn't succeed to our level of expectation or whatever. Definitely, definitely. And I think as humans, our first error is generalizing someone into a category Mm. based off of our experience, no matter how long it is, right? It's easy for us to say, oh, I've seen that before. You should do this. Oh, I've seen this before. You should do this. Oh, I've Mm. seen this before. This is probably going to happen. Because really, I mean, ultimately, and... You, you know, know more about the body than I do. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, about certain things. Yeah. Um, but everyone's body is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And everyone's reality, the way that they perceive it, is yeah. going to be different. Yeah. What I'm seeing is going to be very different than what you're seeing. Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, it's often that, you know, when I get to watch you in the cage work with players of, you know, from the pro guy to the college guy to, you know, some of our high school people and, you know, getting to watch Cody and Nicole, I see a lot of language Mm -hmm. that comes back to um, emotional ailments. Mm -hmm. And coming back to that simple question that we talked about a couple podcasts ago was, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. How did that make you feel? Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it's, it's these little things that that come up and you know during a commitment Mm. these are often the things that come up for us in our head right we've committed to something for three months and then all of a sudden that third month comes into our six month commitment say and you know what i'm starting to feel like i'm not seeing the expectation or i didn't i thought i was hoping that this would happen and it hasn't yet yeah. But, you know, Gary Vee talks about that all the time. Like you want success overnight and this is something that's built over years. Yeah, for sure. Could be a decade or it could be a decade. Yeah. And I, I actually wanted to look up the definition of committed because mm-hmm. I think that sometimes it gives us a perspective. For sure. It says feeling dedication and loyalty to a cause, activity or job. And it said uh, wholeheartedly or dedicated as you know, synonyms or right we can use and i i think that's the thing is like clearly defining what commitment is i think mm-hmm. it's also a really good step um because again again i think it's thrown around and watered down quite a bit too as well yeah. and so well and in those first two words i think it's feeling dedicated yeah i mean that's also like those first two words can be tough mm-hmm. how long can you feel dedicated towards this yeah. one thing yeah. i mean it goes back to you know i was just talking with someone the other day about well they say they want to go play college ball but 
you you're late to practice or you don't show up you don't do your drills you don't do all this work like these are little things right now and you say you want to play at this level but you can't do the little things yeah. and it goes back to again small achievable goals i want to do small achievable goals right now mm -hmm. so that i can do the big achievable goals later yeah and then also i looked up commitment mm -hmm. and so instead of committed uh commitment the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, et cetera. Second definition, an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting, another, th those are kind of more definitions too. I think that also gives some awareness there is, because this is the thing about feelings, like they come and go. Mm -hmm. Yo, I, I, I don't always feel dedicated. I don't always feel motivated. Mm -hmm. I don't always feel good and ready to go do what I want to go do. I don't wake up every morning fired up. And I, I know some of y'all are like, no way. Like, <laughs> I don't wake up every morning ready to rock. Right. Yeah. And um, what I mean by that is like, it's become, I think in a lot of ways, it's also like um, they go hand in hand where I think everything, you know, just like the Bible kind of ro rotates back to that as well as like everything being rooted back to love. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you know, commitment for me is also rooted back to to love in one way or another, even even that my love for God, my love for others, um, yeah. love for myself, things like that. Right. And and you go into that as being like when I look at that as like, you know, for example, like love isn't a feeling, it's a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so when I when I look at that, it's like, hey, I can choose right now again, like you had talked about in the very beginning, like I can make a decision here. Mm -hmm. Right. And when it comes to this, it's like. Yes, I am feeling tired. I am feeling things. That doesn't mean to negate my feelings. That, that's not what this means either, too. And I think that's another thing is people will, um, as a compensation, will negate their feelings and then just go, well, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to go do this. I got to go do this. And people can use that as a compensation. But like, um, you know, like we talked about the other day, it's like when you negate your feelings, it's, you know, I think your analogy was it's like uh, dirty laundry, <laughs> right? It's like you can keep you can keep throwing that yeah. dirty laundry to the side, like the laundry is still there yeah. and it still needs to get unpacked and still needs to get cleaned here. Yes. Um, and, and you can try to ignore it as long as you want, but like start to smell, it's going to start mm -hmm. taking over your life at one point if you just keep throwing it to the side. And so it's not to negate your feelings, um, but it is to address your feelings and a lot of times do it anyways. Right. And, and what I mean by that, it's like, it's not to say like, oh, you're tired right now. Oh, we can't address it. No, no, no. We're going to, we're going to talk about why you're tired. Right. And why those things are coming up. And also too, you do need to unpack those feelings and why that's, you know, happening or why you don't feel motivated or why you don't feel inspired. All of that is important. It's not to negate that. Um, and maybe you might need to, to, uh, push that laundry to the side. Like, just like we all, we have laundry baskets, right? Like yeah. but at the same time, when it gets built up to a certain point, we need to unpack those things or, you know, clean our clothes and, you know, yeah. et cetera. And, um, you know, again, and when we don't do that, you know, it starts to take over our lives in that same way and take over our living spaces and starts to, you know, clutter our brain and clutter our living space and how we go about life. And, um, you know, I think it's the same thing there is like, you know, a lot of times when I'm committed to something and I have made a decision to be committed to something, um, it's definitely not, it's easy to commit to something when you feel great. Yeah. And, and when everything's going your way, great. Mm -hmm. When everything's rolling the right way, everything's happening how you want it to happen. Easy. I, I wouldn't even say that's commitment. Right. I, I honestly would say that that's probably more, um, it's like water, right? It's just going the, the easiest route. Yeah. Like when everything's flowing really well and it's leading to, to, to great things, like 
of course it's easy to be committed. Mm -hmm. Like, duh. I mean, someone that's not even committed could be committed in that moment, right? Like that's easy. It's, it's about being committed. Um, when it's easy to not be, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's easy to not be committed, that's when commitment is really tested. Um, and that's what I used to bring up too. like, you know, like customer service. When I used to bring it up at planet fitness, it's like, yo, it's easy to have good customer service Mm -hmm. when the customer's happy with you and everything's going well. And, and you, you know, again, for us, it's like, you know, their, their kid just committed and, um, they're so enthused with your, okay, well, how about when the kid, you know, has had two bad weekends in a row and, mm-hmm. um, the family also too is, um, you know, tough on money right now because mom just lost her job and uh, dad just got diagnosed with cancer. And then like you become the direction of that. And like, how can you help navigate through those situations, um, and unpack and help somebody on the other side? How good is your customer service in that, in that, that regard and solutions and ways that you can, you can help. And uh, I think when you go back into commitment there, it's like, Hey, like, okay, you know, what does that look like for me today when I don't feel like it? Or, um, you know, again, like little moments, like, let's say, you know, like even the other day for me, let's take a easier example, right? Like I woke up, I just got back from winter meetings. Right. And like, I wake up 5am, like I'm crazy tired, like not only crazy tired, but like, I feel terrible. Right. Like I, again, I literally, I felt like Mike Tyson, like my spine hurt, like yeah. it's spinal, like it hurt, like yeah. my spine hurt, my legs hurt. I felt like I had nothing, like literally like I just did a leg day, like I didn't want to get out of bed, like I felt ache, you know, all the normal, you know, things that like, you know, with all of that, right? And, you know, we had things that we committed to getting out this week and some things that we needed to get done. Um, I didn't feel like coming in. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. feel like, you know, doing these other things, but also too, it was more motivating for me um, of almost that thought process, like, well, what happens if I don't, mm-hmm. right? If I do choose this option today, you know, what does that look like? You know, if I do choose to give in to my feelings and what I'm currently feeling and how nice it would be to just sit in bed and watch Netflix, like I have wired my brain in that area, right. Of, I know where those choices lead. And while it will satisfy me in a moment and not that that necessarily like it's sometimes to a fault for me. Like sometimes I do need to take a day off and I do need to take a rest and all those things. Right. Like I, I've gone to the other side of that where I have to, you know, tell myself that in other moments, but also a strength for me, um, is that when we go into those, um, areas is that like, Hey, like I know what the other side of that, like what happens when I don't go to the gym, what happens when I don't eat healthy. Right. And and getting past some of those uh, areas, which again, are still things I battle with every single day. Right. But in those same areas is like, I know what those short term, um, indulgences, what that turns into if I continue to choose those all the time. And then like, well, how that shapes, you know, how how things are affected. And so like, I think in the same way there is, that's what I mean is like, like in that moment, like that's a conscious choice, right? It's like, and especially too, it's a little bit different Sometimes like, let's say you're working for somebody or, or, or you're at a corporation and you have, you know, scheduled a certain amount of days of sick days and, you know, uh, uh, pay time off and, um, what that looks like. Okay. My PTO and I've used all this stuff. Like I don't even have an option. Like I got to go or whatever. Right. Um, okay. That's one thing. That's a whole nother thing for me. Like, it's like, well, I own the business. Right. So I was like, I could stay home. Like I, it'd be fine. Like no one's going to be mad at me that I stayed home. I don't take many days off. So it's like, if I took a day off, like no one's going to, you know, bat an eye. But for me personally, it's like, well, you know, I've, my commitment then there comes from, it's like, you know, to our team, to, uh, you know, to, to God, to my, uh, you know, family, to all these things of commitments that I've made where it's like, yeah, Hey, like, you know, again, like, um, I'm in this area, there's ways that I can get around this and, uh, without, you know, risking X, Y, Z, um, and things I'm being mindful of. And I think, you know, for that is like, 
I think the big thing is reminding yourself in those moments is like, you, you can't listen to your feelings. And I think, you know, from a physiological perspective, or again, when you look into like the brain and like how it works is like in these situations, you can train your brain literally to turn on different parts of your brain. So instead of mm -hmm. the emotional part of your brain, right, you can turn on the thinking you know, cognitive mm -hmm. part of your brain. Um, and when these stressful situations come up, you can think through them rather than be emotionally pulled mm -hmm. from one way to another, like a roller coaster as you're going through them. And again, um, just like your body, like you can train your brain um, to respond differently um, to these situations. And it, it does take training just like training the body. And just like when you're training the body, most of the time you're really training the brain and the CNS mm -hmm. system anyways. But, you know, I think that that's a big, um, a big piece is that uh, for people to understand there is that like you can train your brain um, to get out of those emotional uh, states. Um, and like we talked about a couple podcasts ago, it's like, okay, after your emotions, like then what? You're still going to have to make a decision. And so at the end of the day, like, um, you know, that is something that, you know, again, when I think was really helped and trained into me when I was playing sports was I promise you every morning when I woke up at 4 a.m. to go lift, I promise you I didn't want to lift. Mm. I, I, there was not a single time that I woke up at 4 a.m. when we had a team lift that I wanted to go lift. Like I didn't, you know, ever, right. like, you know, and, and we had to continue to do those things and like overcome that adversity um, just in those moments, let alone all the other moments of my life yeah. where like it trained that into my brain where again, like I was shaping my brain with every decision that I made there mm -hmm. of not leaning into and also on the opposite way. You're always training your brain if you know it or not, because if I continue to choose the opposite way and I keep giving into my emotions constantly and keep giving into all those things, well, now I'm training my brain to do the opposite, yeah. right? Now I'm training it to give in, you know, I, I'm training to, to like not have control, mm -hmm. right? To not have self-control and, and, and to not, you know, turn on the cognitive part of my brain and just to give into my feelings and my emotions. It's like, um, Again, let's say you're trying to go to the gym now, right? It's like, yeah, every time that I choose not to, even though I was supposed to, right? Or whatever, it's like, that's my commitment to myself, right? And and I'm, I'm training my brain to let my feelings like, ah, oh, you know, this morning it's a little cold outside. Um, you know, I was up real late last night and all these things. And again, it's not to negate that sometimes I do need to sleep in and sometimes I do need to get a little bit more rest and I do need to go to bed earlier and I need, I do need to address those things that are causing some of that and maybe the diet side or maybe I need to, you know, how I, my routines in the morning and what that is, like for sure. Yeah. But also too, even if you do all of that, you're going to have mornings you wake up and you just don't want to do it. Yeah. Right. And, and you just, you know, uh, everybody else is sleeping in, why can't I? You know, and everybody else is doing this and why can't I, you know, um, and again, you do what everybody else does and you're going to get it, what everybody mm -hmm. else has and mm -hmm. their results and the, you know, the, the things that they're going through as well. Um, so I do think that that, um, is, you know, a bigger thing of like understanding that with commitment is, um, we got to take feeling away from the, I think it's a very different thing is like feeling committed, right. Is like, again, feeling mm -hmm. right. Rather than like commitment, right. Those two different, those definitions were different, right. Mm -hmm. Is one was a state of being. Yep. And the other one was feeling mm -hmm. committed, right? Or dedicated. Yeah. And those, those are very different things. One's a feeling, right? And one's a state of being, yeah. right? And and that's, that's I start to think of it like, how do we train it to be a state of being in my new norm mm -hmm. and not something that I do occasionally? Right. Well, and and a lot of pretty much everything that you just said is, is basically, you know, mental performance. Yes. You know, all of that is, you know... Um, reset, 
recover? You know, what are what are your cues? What are your signals to yourself? What are your internal, you know, signals going on that are telling you to do X, Y, and Z? Um, you know, 4 a.m. wake up. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. Well, but also, if there's, you there's can, a psycho out there that wants to do that. There right. is. Yeah. There is. There is. You're right. There you have is. your own problems, okay? You just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it just yeah. manifests in a different way. Okay? Exactly. They're also probably going to bed at like 5 p.m. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, good yeah. for them. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's so many different things that, you know, we can train ourselves to do, whether it's the snap of the fingers, whether it's three deep breaths, whether it's, you know, a lot of, we see a lot of athletes, the they, yeah, the rubber bands, the they smack their chest, they hit sure. their helmet, yeah. you know, um, all these different things that you know we think are just you know charisma but yeah. you know a lot of times those are their reset and recover cues um you know it's funny that you had, had brought that up because just recently as we you know started with our new software for our in-house members mm -hmm. um that was part of my uh, mental performance questionnaire was the reset and recover and how quickly can you do so mm -hmm. you know when you have an error when you experience an error how quickly can you recover and do you have a physical tangible signal mm. to tell yourself to do so because it's very easy to get lost in the I don't want to I don't feel like it I'm tired I don't feel good mm. well I did it so many times I'm gonna and, call that the excuse you know, bus exactly the yeah excuse bus. exactly yeah and our excuse bus, bus can start speeding real fast <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah. well there's a lot well, of pull people yourself on this over. bus there's a yeah. lot of people on this bus yeah right? exactly well pull yourself yeah. over and yeah. and get find your cues yeah, yeah. Get off the and bus. and even you know simple task a lot of people you know think um <laughs> that imagery is, uh, you know, the easiest thing to do. Imagery is actually, you know, a learned task over sure. time. It's not yeah. as easy as we'd like it to be, but yeah. if you can practice imagery and if you can hone in on that, mm -hmm. that is one of the greatest ways to see different options. Yeah. See your, as silly as it sounds, see yourself make an error and mm -hmm. see yourself adjust. Yeah. See yourself experience what you're afraid of yeah. Your greatest That's fear, good. your fear of the unknown, yeah. see it in your head yeah. and go through the motions. That way when it happens, if it happens in real life, you've already got three other routes to take because you've yeah. already anticipated yeah. that might happen. I think, I think that that's a, a, a powerful thing that I want to, I don't want to run past that is that, um, I think a lot of people think of imagery of just seeing themselves be successful. Sure. And, and it's not, you know, again, like you do, there's going to be hiccups. And so you need to, okay, like, Hey, like I'm going to make errors. I'm going to strike out. I'm going to uh, make a, as a coach, I'm going to make the wrong call. I'm going to send the guy when I should have held him. Uh, you know, all those things are going to happen. I didn't take in that situation holistically. I took it too lightly. I took this other team too lightly. How we went mm -hmm. through practice this week was wrong. I need to make adjustments. Right. And like, so all of that. And also too, it's not just for athletes. Like imagery is not just for an athlete. Right. Um, and it's so, again, emotionally helpful in those situations because you already emotionally ran through it previously and like mm -hmm. how you were going to recover from it. You've already wired your brain because the powerful part about imagery and like, again, how your brain works and um, from what I've studied with the brain is like, even when we watch TV, your brain, uh, your brain has a hard time uh, deciphering if it's really happening. Correct. Right. Or if, um, or if it's not really happening. So right. when we watch, like, for example, like I watch uh, MMA fights all the time. And when I watch the guy hit, like I can feel my body tensing. 
mm-hmm. like when I hit it, right? It's like, and they call it like pretensing, yeah. uh, pretensioning in the body. But like my firing patterns are happening because my brain is perceiving that action. Like when he goes to kick the guy, well, I know what it's like to kick somebody. Yeah. And I know what it's like to hit somebody. And I know what it's like to catch one of those or, right. you know, brace those. So my body starts bracing in certain areas because I'm used to doing that activity, you know? Um, it's like, it's like uh, also when you're watching a, a video and there's a foul ball and all of a sudden it flies into the screen and we all flinch. It's like right. your, your brain doesn't know that yeah. it's fake, right? Exactly. It doesn't know that you're on a cell phone. Like mm-hmm. it, it really thinks that a ball is flying at you and it's reacting. Um, and so like, you know, I think like with that, right, it's imagery. It's like, you know, especially too, even if you prepared yourself, like, hey, this ball is about to fly at you. Like if I told you before a ball is going to fly at you, hey, this ball is about to fly at you. Like when we're playing catch, you're yeah. ready, you're prepared. You yeah. know that, you know, again, you're, 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 basing an action like if this happens i'm going to do x yes right and so you're prepared for that and so i think that's the same thing as like really wanting to be committed to something mm-hmm. is first also too going in it's like hey and one thing that really helps is literally with imagery tied together is actually having the conversations around also with your coach your support staff your family your mm-hmm. friends your whatever is you know and i also do that as a leader a lot is like i like to go to them and say hey these are the hiccups that are probably going to happen Let's talk about them now. Yep. Right? 100%. And these things are going to happen. We know they're going to happen in this thing. Like, for example, we're facing this team. They love to run. They love to steal. They love to push the envelope. Right? Again, for example, if you watched 2022 Florida softball, they like to run. They're going to push the envelope. They're going to try to take an extra bag. They're going to try to steal. They're gonna, they already know that, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, when LSU was doing their game planning— for Florida, that was part of the game planning. They told the whole team, hey, they're going to try to put pressure on us like this. What does that amen- mentally immediately do? Our job, they're going to run into a lot of outs, right? We need to not get scattered when they happen. We know they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. This is their type of play. This is how they're going to try to uh, to beat us. And this is how they beat their competition a lot of the time. They like to run and put pressure on defenses. Yep. And then, if again... People can't play catch. They're throwing the ball around, all these different things. Okay, that's going to be those issues. For example, another one, when I was in junior college, we used to play this team, and they still play generally the same. We used to play this team uh, that was a big small ball team. And so if that week we would practice bunt defense so much more than every other week because they're going to drop down undoubtedly the most amount of bunts we'd probably see the whole season because that's how they like to play. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do bunts and runs and slashes and all these other things that try to put pressure on us as a defense and to get us rattled and start throwing the ball around, right? But when we would go into it expecting them to do that, and also, too, we would practice for it being even worse. Like, our coach would put time limits. Like, typically... Um, typically you have four seconds to throw somebody out, right? Like that's like you're kind of going to be underneath four seconds, right? Well, that week he'd give us like three and a half seconds or, you know, again, he would lower it down. So it put mm-hmm. even more pressure on us to get these, these, uh, these done and execute and be uh, free and easy as we went to go play. And then also too, we were expecting them to bunt. We're expecting them to run. Um, so now when they run, I don't all of a sudden go into panic mode. I'm like, in my head before that pitch, they're running, mm-hmm. they're bunting. They're whatever. I'm expecting them to do that. And so when they do that, like, again, our team as a team, you know, then we can also, when it does happen as a leader, right, or captain, another leader, whatever, teammate, whatever you want to call it, could be leadership in any of those ways, is you walk back up and say, hey, like, remember, guys, we expected them to do this, right? We talked about this pregame. We knew, again, remember what game plans and the thing we put in place to make that happen. If you're going out to do a mound meeting, it's the same thing. Like, hey, guys, 
again, this is what we practiced for all week, right? We, we knew that they were going to do this. We know they're going to run on us. Great. They're trying to put a little pressure on us. We're going to slow them down right now. I came out for you know meeting. We're killing some of their momentum. And then here, look, this next pitch, they're probably going to do a fake bunt and steal or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So expect it to happen, right? Um, expect it to happen and, you know, like, uh, slow your heart rates down. We just got to play catch. We, you know, we know we can get these outs with, you know, yeah. three and a half uh, seconds and, um, you know, like, yeah. let's play. Be open to multiple possibilities. For sure. Yeah. Be open yeah. to multiple possibilities. And I think, you know, <laughs> a lot of what you said oddly made me think about watching Little League yeah. and how unpredictable it yep. can be all over the place. because they're all over the place, yeah. right? And and I think that's the fun the part of the league. Throw the ball. Yeah. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Would you just throw the ball? Yeah. He's just like pumping yeah. out there. The throw ball the ball. goes by, you know, yeah. second and third. They both yeah. just watch it pass. And 100%. it's like you really can't have any expectation. For sure. And, you know, it it yeah. forces me to think of, you know, challenging ourselves to, you know, almost, you know, sometimes think as think as though you're watching Little League. Think of the unpredictable. Think of, you know, of all the things that could happen, try to think of at least the top five. Yeah. And what does that look like? Yeah. And I was going to say the other thing is, too, is like, um, stop attaching yourself to outcomes, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a big part as well. Is like, hey, like at the end of the day, you know, we're going to put some effort in here. Uh, we're going to put some effort in here and we're going to uh, prepare for this bunt defense and all these other things. And also too, at the end of the day, the reason they run their offense this way is Mm -hmm. because it's useful and it works on a lot of guys and it does put pressure on defenses and it does do these other things. And, you know, we're going to do our best to defend it. And maybe it's a bad matchup for us. Maybe that's not, maybe we bang, like we hit, but bunt defense and some of these other ways and running all like, for example, when most teams play, uh, like a mid-majors and like the SWAC, which is HBCUs, like, yo, like some of those lineups have seven guys that run, you know, four ones, mm-hmm. like, you know, on their team. And that's a different type of baseball. Right. They slap balls on the ground. They get it through the infield. They're running on, they're getting doubles on balls that should be singles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really fast. They get on first base. They're going to steal second. They're going to steal third. And sometimes they're going to steal home. And and uh, it's a very different type of baseball. And that's how they know that that's their best chance of winning. Yeah. And so they can rattle a lot of traditional teams because they're not used to playing that way mm-hmm. um, and playing against competition that is willing to get out because that's their how they they win games. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's the other thing is like along with it is just like, hey, like I got to detach myself first off. And it comes back to that foundation is that um, a lot of times we don't want to make commitments because like we're afraid, okay, well, what if it doesn't go the way that I yeah. want it to be? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what if I make the wrong decision? And what, and what if, 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 and, yep. and on all what these if things. I don't get my expectation. And, and, and I, I think when you really say that out loud and then it's met with, yeah, what if it does happen? And then you say it with a different tone and say, so what? Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the things I used to always tell our hitters, I mean, our, our, our team is if you would have caught me, what, I don't know, six years ago now, if you would have caught me high school baseball coach, one of the things you always heard me preaching to our players when anything would happen would be, I would say, play the game. Mm-hmm. The guy would make an error and I would yell out, Hey, get locked back in, play the game. Mm-hmm. play the game, play the game. Now that was a cue for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would do to use that to get them back recentered is we practice that in practice. What I would do is I would random pitcher on the mound, things like this as well. And I'd take a deck of cards, right? Shuffle them on every, you like that? Yep. Right. So it's not <laughs> all the cards, right? Boom. Got the cards together. And I would have a deck of cards, right? And so what I would do is the pitcher on the mound, he'd come out and he'd slide a card out, right? 
And it would say, on the front of the card, it would say, two outs, guy on first, okay. down by one run, whatever. A situation you didn't get to pick. Right. Right? It's a random yeah. look at the draw. So you might get on the mound and you already have two outs. You might get on the mound and you have no outs, bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Right? You might get on the mound and, you know, whatever that is, and the defense has got to play it. Right? And so what I would always tell our team is I was always tell our team is like, hey, more often than not in life and in baseball, like you're not going to get to pick the situation. Yeah. Things are not going to go your way, but you have to play it like you did pick the situation, mm-hmm. like you did pick to be here. And when you do do that, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you're feeling. Of course, you wouldn't want to be in this situation or that situation. And you can't sit here and go, well, I wish we were up by two. Who cares? Right. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like play the game. Where, right. where, whatever the situation is, we're playing the game. Mm-hmm. If, if we just made three errors in a row, play the game. If we made 18 errors in a row, play the game. Yep. At, you, you don't have another choice. If you really think about it, I can sit here and be butthurt. Mm-hmm. And I can sit here in my life and go, well, you know, if that wouldn't have happened, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have bounced my account. And if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have lost this job and I would be over here and I could, I could have had this life and I could have had the white picket fence and I could have like, mm-hmm. bro, play the game. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, if everybody got what they want, if that was the situation, great, but that is not the situation. Right. Right. You have to play the situation that you currently have that is right in front of you. And again, is what. God has you doing and what he's teaching you mm-hmm. through the situation and what you can pull from it rather than wishing you were some wishing you were in another situation doesn't help you in this situation. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, that's a bad decision, yeah. right? At the end of the day, you need to play the game, right? And it's also comes back um, where I've uh, talked about that before in other podcasts where um, um, oh, I'm thinking of uh, what's his name? Who's that Navy SEAL? Jocko. Oh yeah. yeah. Jocko so Jocko, Jocko has that one video where he talks about, he's like, good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It's that same mindset. Right. Yep. It's just like, it's like, you know, again, something that isn't your way, like good. Yep. Like we're going to make an adjustment. It's going to make our team better now. And we're going to mm-hmm. learn how to d- manage that defense or yep. we made an error or, or something. The umpire made a bad call or, right. um, you know, our jerseys didn't come in in time and now we got to play with our old ones or mm-hmm. all, like good. Yeah. Good. Like, Good. The guy still, we made an error. Like, good. Now let's see how we play when we make an error. Because this isn't going to be the last time we make an error. Yeah. And also, too, it happened early in the season. Great. It's going to, mm-hmm. like, I just talked to a high school, local high school baseball coach here the other day. And um, they were playing in their little World Series. And their, their, their team was playing a little internal World Series that they were doing, right? And uh, we talked about that um, they just had played in another championship for, like, um, um, a, a summer league or something that they were playing in, mm-hmm. right? And in the championship game um, and the semi-final game, they made some crucial errors and mistakes at the plate and some things that, you know, again, they watched like strike three right down the middle when coach told them it was going to happen. And then like, you know, boom, he just watched right down the middle. And I'm like, well, that's fine because like you want those things to show up early, especially when someone's younger, when it doesn't really matter, when you are in practice, when you are mm-hmm. these other things. And also too, even when it is championship game and you really, they really want to win that championship. Nobody wants to lose. Yeah. But like when you have lost, it just teaches you and you have experience. Right. And when you view it that way, it's like, okay, Hey, like we've been through this now and now I've been in these situations and I've learned now and, it, and it's made me more savvy as a person, right? Like good, yeah. right. Play the game. And, and, and most of life is not going to go your, your way and you got to play the game. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I would recenter our players all the time. And that's really good for our players, but really good for anybody in life when you're going to the, the, yeah. the situations is like, 
things are going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And and things are not going to go your way. And at the end of the day, like, like the funny part is, is we're all playing that game. And guess what? The other team, when they made their two errors, I bet you you didn't sit there and pout. You were probably excited because things were going your way, right? Well, they had to deal with that too. And they had to play the game. And they had to try to keep it as close as possible that they could have a chance to come back in the end. And right. the whole point is, is if you can realize that everybody is losing and we're all playing the game, right? And we're all figuring out better ways to overcome. And the, the, the team, it's not that you'll never face adversity. It's the team that can overcome adversity the most. Mm-hmm. And the most adversity is the team that typically is really going to be out, that's going to outrun and out. And, and, and another way of saying this as well is I remember um, Adrian Dinkle, um, he used to tell us on opening day, um, he used to say, the team that wins today is the team that can manage their emotions. Mm-hmm. Because on opening day, everybody's fired up, ready to go. They want to do these things. They have these expectations. All these, you're like, the team that can manage their emotions and the team that can just come out and play yep. on opening day is a big deal. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that is not only managing your emotions, but you're managing your anxiety. Yeah. How well is your anxiety management? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's good anxiety and bad anxiety. We yeah. get so juiced up because we're having a big game. Well, yeah. you know, a lot of us can't actually perform at our yeah. peak performance level when we're all juiced up. A lot of us For have sure. to actually slow ourselves down, you know, yep. hold our breath instead of yep. take three deep breaths, yep. hold your breath. You know, yep. there's different cues and different resets for, you know, yep. different people. But, you know, a lot of that too is, can you, are you aware when yep. you're experiencing anxiety? Are you aware when you're too hyped up to actually yep. hit your peak performance level? And yep. actually, you know, even talking about your peak performance level, do you know what your peak performance level is and where you need to be to meet it? For sure. And the same thing there is, again, when the first thing doesn't go your way, mm-hmm. right, in any of those situations, life, opening day, whatever that is, right, playoffs, World Series, whatever, Yep. right, things are, first off, again, like we talked about beforehand, things are, are not going to go your way. Mm-hmm. Expect it before you walk in. Not going to go your way. Umpire's going to make a bad call. Guy's going to, you're going to trip, whatever. Guy tags you out even though you hit a double. Like, right. guy robs your home run. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you got charged for something in your bank and you you uh, overdrafted. Okay, things are not going to go your way. You got fired from your job. They're doing layoffs, mm-hmm. right? Boss doesn't appreciate you. You mouthed off, you know, you had a hard day at, at home first and whatever. Like, things are not going to go your way, right? At the end of the day, it's more about, Again, stop looking at things in a vacuum, right? That happens to everybody. It's how we respond to those things, right? It's how we respond when things don't go our way. And also, too, it's how we manage that, that, yeah, hey, you know what? You might have got me for two innings, but, you know, third inning, I reset, Yeah. right? And you know what? And and if I just realized, maybe for some of us it was one inning. Some of us it it took all the way to the ninth inning. Yep. Until I could finally reset. Sometimes it was ten, game ten. Mm-hmm. Whenever you figure it out, you can't, you can't sit there on lapse time. Oh, if I would have recovered sooner, mm-hmm. and this fairy tale land of non-reality right. of what could have happened. Right. You're not. That's not where you're living. No. This, well, this and is the here and now. Exactly. And yeah. and I think you know, baseball and softball is a huge moment to moment game. Mm-hmm. It's play to play. One play at a time. Execute one play at a time. Don't worry about the entire game. Just be where your feet are, be in the moment, and execute that moment. Yeah, 100%. And to 
sit there and like, that's not easier said than done Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and that's where it becomes, you know, like a bigger, you know, bigger piece there of like understanding like, okay, Hey, like if I'm in that space, if I'm in that space and I realize like, Hey, this isn't going to be, um, this isn't going to be, uh, and that's when I, when I brought that up uh, a minute ago is the team that can manage is not the team that's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's the team who can recover the quickest. Yep. Right. Because those things are going to happen. Yep. Right. So when you know those things are going to happen and you put yourself in the place of being like, Hey, good. If you catch yourself in the second inning, good. Now is better than next inning. Yep. Don't care about the other innings. Cause again, what I feel like our minds and again, you, uh, the devil, all those other things again, it's, it's like the same thing of like depression. You're, you're, you're focusing on what had happened. Yeah. And that has no, again, impact on how you can act going forward, right? In the sense of the mindset that I can be in unless I let it, mm-hmm. right? And yes, don't get me wrong. You might've made decisions that affect the the options that you have going forward. But again, play the game. Right. You don't get to pick the situation, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, this is the, the, the card you were dealt, yeah. right? That's why I like to also use the cards. Mm-hmm. This is the card you were dealt. Remember in practice, you didn't get to pick that bases were loaded. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to pick that you were down two runs. You didn't get to pick that you were up five runs. You, yeah. This is the card you were dealt. Play the game with the cards that you were dealt, right? And go from there. And again, along with it is again, is taking that into that level of commitment is that I get to choose. I have the choice here, right? That it's not that your feelings aren't real. It's not that they, they that things don't need to be addressed. It isn't that it's fair. Mm-hmm. It isn't your, th- by not talking about it or not responding to something or whatever doesn't mean that you're conceding or mm-hmm. uh, that you're uh, surrendering that in that sense that like and that L or whatever. It's that, that no, 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 I'm I'm choosing from this point forward to uh, to be a professional, right? Or to, I'm choosing what going forward, my attitude, I'm choosing Mm -hmm. how I'm going to attack this. I'm also choosing to not stay here any longer. Mm -hmm. I'm also choosing to, um, to reshape my life and everything that's going to happen and not continue to lose. I'm choosing instead of, I had one flat tire. So instead of, instead of, you know what? I don't want to stop and repair this tire and I'm going to destroy the rest of my car um, and pop all my other four tires because one bad thing happened in my day. So I might as well flatten all the rest of the tires. Like I can choose just to get out and repair the tire and go, hey, I'm just playing the game. I got a flat tire on the way to work today and I got out the car and I fixed the tire and I got to work. Right. right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't let it ruin the rest of my day. Right. Uh, because I can choose to. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is, is my choice. And I'm not just being ran and led by my emotions from moment to moment. And I can choose to recover and, and not let the last moment or my last failure affect this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, goal alignment and setting your intentions comes into play, because ultimately, like if my end goal is this and let's say, you know, what you said, you know, I'm, I've been doing this and I've decided that I'm going to leave. Well, OK, that's fine. Honor yourself in that decision, open the communication on what that looks like with who it involves, communicate those, you know, those thoughts and ultimately think to yourself, okay, if you get off this course, are you getting off your alignment for what you originally wanted? If what you originally wanted, what your end goal, if that has changed, 
then yeah, your alignment is probably going to change too. Sure. A lot of us, we start to feel that guilt and that shame. Oh, well, you know, now I'm Frosty the Snowflake. Yeah. And well, no, it's not It's not that you're flaky. Yeah. It's that, you know, there's communication behind yeah. that. And mm. when we communicate those things properly mm. versus ignoring it and running from yeah. those thoughts and running from those emotions and running from all those feelings and then just abandoning our commitments. Mm. Well, that's a lot different than discussing the matter, discussing where you feel, how you feel, mm. where you're at along your journey. If sometimes our goals are going to change and that's also okay. Yeah. And also too, sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, you need to view a lot of things with context too, and not look at it so white and black, right? Mm -hmm. Like thinking error. Yeah. Like, like, like sometimes like, Hey, like the situation has changed yeah. dramatically. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're willing to think again, yep. right. And willing to change your mind, right. And not look at it like this is what I have to do to the end of time because I made this decision mm -hmm. at one point. And, um, also you look at it and go, Hey, sometimes my real intention is like, let's say it's the, um, if it, there, there might be a higher, commitment that you have made that is now conflicting yeah. with a recent commitment that you have made. So let's say my higher commitment is, um, my higher commitment with my team is, uh, is for everyone to be healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Like going into whatever, a certain date or something like that. Right. Or, or to keep generally like mentally health, like our team to get somewhere. And that's a goal yeah. that you've made. Right. But then you've also made another commitment where it's like, you know, exercising or something like that. You want them to get up at 4 a.m., da 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 And then one day, you guys got back from your trip, your travel trip at 2 a.m., mm -hmm. right? And you normally would lift at 4 a.m., right? Are you going to go, you know what? We did commit to lifting at 4 a.m. every single day. So all you guys, I know we just got back from this trip. You guys have been sleeping on the bus. Take your two hours of sleep. We're going to be lifting. I'll see you guys yeah. in two hours. Like, okay. All right. And I know I'm using a drastic <laughs> example, but like, yeah. let that be five hours of sleep. Let that yeah. be six hours of sleep. Yeah. Let that be, let that be, you know what? We're not going to lift on Thursday. Instead, mm -hmm. we're going to lift Friday or maybe we're not going to lift till yeah. next Monday. Right. Yeah. And being more flexible, um, when it comes into, and again, all, uh, you know, that's why I think when you, you look and keep the macro in mind, mm -hmm. right. Those micro decisions start to make sense when your yep. foundation is, you have a solid foundation. If you don't have a solid, a solid foundation of what is truly important and these principles that you're really tied to in a hierarchy mm -hmm. of decision-making now, if everything is level, everything's on the same level. Well, and then they start conflicting with each other. Well, you don't know what to prioritize over right. one another because you've not created a foundation and saying, hey, when all else hits the fan, these are the four things that are most important to me, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, wins and losses might not be and probably shouldn't be, right? In your top foundation of how, you know, that's important to you as a coach and yeah. things that are, now, does it mean that it's not important? No, it means that it's important. It's just on a lower tier, sure. right? And it's still something that's really important why we make decisions in other areas, but it's not more important than, than like, you know, one of my players' mental health, or right. it's not really, it's not more important than uh, my family, or it's not more important than my relationship with God. Okay, great. Well, those are, those are some other things that I have to put inside there. It doesn't mean that it's not important, right? It is important. It's just not more important. And I can't let it become more important to these foundation things that are way again, more important to me. Right. And so I got to make sure that I separate those, um, when I'm going into it. And I think that that's, you know, a really big piece that we have to keep in mind. Yeah, no. And that's just something, you know, again, that's something we got to continue to keep in mind. And, um, you know, as you go through, like it, it, 
it really does help you make decisions when you view it that way. They're like, Hey, it doesn't, I'm not saying that this isn't important. I'm just saying it's not more important than X. Mm -hmm. Right. And that can help me layer and add some context into my thinking that not every decision is on the same tier of decision-making. Um, and it's not as important as these other things. And sometimes we can let those get out of whack Mm -hmm. and we start to let lower tier items onto our top tier. And, you know, you make wins and losses, everything. Um, let's say it's a contract year for you as a coach and you're like, we got to make playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, again, like let's say you're university of Tampa, right. And they're, they're division two champs all the time. And they have all these rings and all these things. And all of a sudden wins and losses become more important than your players. Well, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, prioritizing your players is why you were getting all the wins. Yep. So now, you know, again, if you keep your hierarchy in, in order, you're going to get your wins. Right. But, but if, if you all of a sudden put those in front of the players and those things, it's like, well, now all of a sudden your results and everything's going to start falling out of place because you've messed up your decision-making through these tiers and through these lenses that not everything is as important as other things that, you know, you're doing and what you're prioritizing. For sure. And I think, you know, one thing I would challenge all of our listeners with is actually um, thinking about, you know, what you value the most and what yeah. that hierarchy is. Um, you know, a lot of us don't actually know what that is until we write it down on paper for sure. or haven't given it some thought, um, you know, maybe in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, once we are in our adult life and we're, we're parents, we're coaches, we're, you know, an employee, we're a boss, we're all these different roles. Yeah. Um, you know, we start to put those things in the on the back burner and yeah. put it in our back pocket. And, yeah. you know, we don't look at it for a long time. So, you know, I would challenge all of our listeners to, um, you know, do a, you know, do a little values list and and see where, where you are right now. Yeah, no. And I think that might be something, uh, some really good questions. And I mean, again, maybe we can make a resource for that is like, for example, um, you know, someone did a little podcast a little while back and the guy was talking about like money, right? He's like, okay, if I gave you a million dollars, you know, what is that more important than, right? Or like, and so a lot of people in the beginning is like, you know, well, money's really important. Well, it's not that money isn't important, right? But is it become more important than it really is. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, he goes to the thing and goes, Hey, you know, I'll give you a million dollars. How, how about I say, I'll give you a million dollars, but like, you're going to die tomorrow. Right. Like, okay. Well, you know, health is more important than the million dollars. Right. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, what, okay. I'll give you a million dollars, but, um, I'll give you a million dollars, but you're gonna be sick for the rest of your life. Right. Okay. You got those. Okay. Well, uh, so life is more important. Health is more important. Okay, great. Okay. I got those two established. That's, you know, inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'll give you a million dollars, but, um, you know, like, you know, your mom's going to die or something like that. It's like, okay, your family's more important than that million dollars or whatever that looks like. And and that's going to be different. Everybody's values of what that is. Maybe your relationship with your mom isn't, you know, like maybe you've never even talked to your mother and, you know, like that is an important relationship in your life. Like, okay, well, you know, there's other things again, your family or, um, you know, things that you value and you got to figure out, like you're saying is like, when you start that, those type of questions start to help you distinguish what are your tiers and what's important in what order. And so I think, you know, again, um, you know, uh, John Maxwell, like he has this book, uh, where it's called, uh, uh, great leaders ask great questions mm-hmm. and he talks about questions as keys right and and it's amazing kind of like therapists right when they ask you questions mm-hmm. uh they're keys and unlocks to doors um that you couldn't you know you couldn't get to and and when you ask questions it puts things in perspective it gives right. um awareness it gives um you know other things like for example i i saw um casey fisk um, posted this question, uh, yesterday. He goes, he goes, uh, you know, do you want to be the best player? He's asking his daughter. He was like, Mm -hmm. do you want to be the best player on your team? Um, you know, um, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, I want to be the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. She's like, so what you're saying is, is you want all your other teammates to be worse than you. Mm. And she goes, 
well, no, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. like, hold on though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you gotta, and, 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 and I think why that becomes, you know, big there is again, like questions are, are big unlocks and it, yeah. and it and also can bring awareness to areas that, you know, like we might not be willing to do or tasks that we're not willing mm-hmm. to do because we don't realize that what comes with me being the best player on the team yep. is, well, the other players are probably worse than I am. Yeah. And, and, and am I okay with that? And am I okay with doing things that are outside mm-hmm. what they're doing? Right. Um, and also too, am, um, you know, and does that mean that I'm wishing bad upon my teammates? Like, mm-hmm. no, but at the same time I have to be willing, right. Yeah. That to be the best player on the team. And there is some mental blocks that I can put in my own head, um, of what that looks like. And I think that like, again, questions are, are, are powerful keys. For um, sure. and, um, you know, it's a, it's a big thing that, you know, can be very, you know, beneficial and unlocked for us for, for sure. sure. Well, and I think a lot of us too, we want things until we know what it looks like. You yeah. Know, like have, the idea of it. Yeah, the, yeah. I like the idea of it. I, yeah. when I, um, was coaching youth boxing, kids boxing, you know, <laughs> you'd have the best kid in the class go up against another kid and he'd get popped in the face. And he's like, oh, well, he hit me in the face. Well, yeah. this is boxing. You thought you weren't going to get punched in the face? Like, uh, you want to box or you want to sit on the sidelines and watch? Yeah. Like, which one do you want to yeah. do? And like, either one is fine, but tell me now before this kid pops you in the face again. Like, sure. or move your head. For you sure. know what I mean? For sure. And so, again, like, we have these ideas and it looks fun and it looks nice until it's up to us to do the work and it's up to yeah. us to do it. Yeah. And then, again, reevaluate, mm-hmm. see where you're at, see how you feel and you have to be honest with yourself don't think about and don't worry what everybody else is expecting of you i think we get lost in that too well my mom and dad want me to do this okay well if they want you to do it but you don't want to do it Mm -hmm. how long are you really going to do it for for sure you know and are you going to be fulfilled because ultimately i promise you they want you to be happy everybody who loves you want you to be happy and if yeah. you're making sacrifices for them that aren't going to make you happy you're really not doing them a service for sure yeah and and that's the big thing is like you said is going back into that thought process of hierarchy right like yeah they might they want what's best for you but part of what's best for you is the foundational tier of mm-hmm. they want you to be happy yes right and it doesn't mean happy all the time and then you're right. not gonna have to sacrifice and all these sure. other things but more so i guess we're talking about more of like you know you'd have joy in your life and the fulfillment and all those other things right and so um and there's a way of getting you know all those things without mm-hmm. unless we put things out of order right and so i think that's you know a big piece and just things we have to keep in mind um you know again when we're being committed to things is is there's depth to that and it isn't just uh one way or another and it isn't i made one decision and um i can never change my mind and all of that like there's context and life is gray um and it's not just this or that and um even though when i was younger and sometimes i can fall into that habit now i catch myself and i'm like hey you know we you can change your mind Mm -hmm. you know hey we you know it's okay to pivot here if hey just because you you know made the decision x y and z like the situation has changed and like, mm-hmm. that's okay. And that makes you, that's not a weak leader. That makes you a strong leader is that you're willing to look at what the situation is and pivot. And if you're not willing to pivot, you're a weaker leader, right? You're, you're a weaker component, uh, you know, uh, uh, imagine as an, as an opponent, if your opponent is not willing to change the strategy if your opponent is not willing to make adjustments, mm-hmm. if your opponent is not willing to make pivots, mm-hmm. right? Well, and if you think about a pivot, like a pivot in boxing, yep. I'm pivoting to change my position, Yep. right? To change yep. my orientation mm-hmm. so that I'm in a more advantageous position to do what I ultimately wanted to do in the first right. place. Well, and that's <laughs> where a lot of fighters historically, I mean, going back decades, 
would watch film, mm. right? You want to watch the fighter, see what their moves are, or mm. see the pitcher, see how yeah. this person hits. You know, you yeah. try to see what their movement is so that you can beat them. But mm. again, you're watching because you know that you have to change something. Yeah. And it's that, again, bringing awareness to what needs to change. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's just the big, the big spot there is just like understanding that like at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, com there's commitment tiers, mm -hmm. right. And also understanding, um, again, everything's not white and black. There's some gray. I need context. I need to get more awareness of all those things and, and keep my big things in, in, in focus. Um, and it really starts to clean up a lot of your thoughts and it, it, it also can be uh, grounding questions for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. How does this affect, uh, affect your relationship with, with God? How does this affect yeah. your relationship, um, with your family? How does this affect your relationship with yourself? Right? Like how does this affect your relationship with your friends? And if those are your four values and you know, in what order those are for you, right. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, right. Or your job or your career or whatever you value and what that looks like for you. And those are some foundational things like, okay, those questions can give me a lot of awareness and actually give me a lot of clarity. Um, and then also too, the other question, I always use this, uh, always use this with, uh, with the girlfriend of, of trying to get her to pick food, mm, right? Yeah. Is <laughs> what don't you want to eat? <laughs> yeah. Right. Instead of yeah. what do you want to eat? Yeah. What don't you want to eat? Uh -huh. Right. Well, I don't want Mexican food yeah. and I don't want Italian food. Well, right. well, then you got to move out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but right, I don't want these things, right? But it can bring me clarity on what I do want to happen, right? By, you know, sometimes I don't know what I want, mm -hmm. but I know what I don't want, right? And that can also help me bring clarity mm -hmm. on what decisions I really, or options I really do have to pick, yeah. right? Um, instead of me thinking that there's other options uh, in between there. So um, definitely some things to keep in mind um, and, 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 things that I think are some nuggets in there and some clarity that might help you with a decision that you're trying to make right now. Mm -hmm. um, and some questions you can ask yourself to really give you uh, clarity and some exercises you can walk through uh, on a daily basis that can really help there, right? But um, at the end of the day, you have a choice. You can make those choices. Um, you can train your brain to yeah. work and operate in different ways, just like we, we, you know, we do with the body. Um, and these are all things that you, know, you can develop over time. Yes, definitely. And for yeah. those of you that haven't caught it yet, the uh, Farm Mental Performance IG yeah. spitting out a bunch of nuggets. Plug so it. make sure you follow it. Pick up, pick those nuggets up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, it might just be something that pops in your head that, you know, is really helpful for that day. And, um, you know, a little, you know, pick me up uh, with that as well. And then also too through that IG, um, you know, we've been putting out again, again, our podcasts that are like this, that are about mindset that really, you know, something from that side, if you need that, um, you know, and again, I don't know who doesn't need that, right. It's just, again, those little pick me ups, um, you know, something that uh, you can go through there and, and, and stay up to date with these little mindset checks, um, as well. But until next time, farm system out.